Before we start, here is a quick note. This episode will be different from the others as it is an interview. Today the interview is with Ashley Freeman, a 20-year-old guitarist who's very talented and who fits right in our niche of Eric Johnson and Joe Bonamassa. Welcome, everyone, to the Optimize podcast. Um, we are joined with, obviously, Josh, the co-host, and our first ever interview, uh, Ash Freeman. Would you like to call you Ash or Ashley? Uh, Ash is fine, so yeah. Everyone preferred. calls me Ash. That's uh, cool. Yeah. Um, welcome. So, you probably know us as we've reposted some of your videos, because... I don't I I don't really know what we are on Instagram. Although no. we make we have a podcast, we make memes, we post original stuff as well as we post other things. Like I, I don't know what we really. want to be known as. Yeah. yeah but um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Ash, if you would like to explain like who you are, what you do and I guess what instrument you play. Yeah, so um, I'm a twenty year old guitarist from the UK. Um I make content on YouTube um, and Instagram. I'm currently a student at uni, studying studying a music degree. Um, nice. And yeah, pretty much. I'm just trying to get into the music industry and make a living out of music, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I assume I'm because obviously you have like forty thousand subs on YouTube. I assume you're trying to take it like do stuff online i guess yeah so like like the, my kind of priority at the moment is to like expand all my sources of income because obviously the music industry um is it's not like a guaranteed job really is it um so the, the yeah. more sources of income you can get the better so i'm just kind of trying to build that um on instagram yeah. As, yeah. as well um yeah so hopefully in the future i've just got like a decent like wage that I can just yeah, kind of live on. like following yeah, I guess yeah, yeah I, I that's that's a really good way of um like thinking because that's what that's what, how I was thinking when we when me and Josh started like Music Central like you know because obviously we're 15 and 14 which is you know very young to begin starting a podcast yeah. brand yeah. but it's a it's better to start now exactly, than yeah later and i feel like that's what you've done and that's where you are where you are like, uh, sorry you're 20 now and you've got 40 odd thousand subs on youtube so the fact that you've got that at 20 is like amazing because you see like you know um do you know emmanuel hedberg on um instagram uh no uh, okay do you know like do you know like because there's some like uh other instagram guitarist like Seth Rosen yeah I follow him if yeah. you know him yeah yeah. Like a blues yeah. Guitarist. Um, yeah yeah he posts us daily licks but he's like 30 odd like he's in his late 30 I reckon he's around mid 30s actually and he's only got like 15,000 subs uh, followers on Instagram so the fact that you're at 40,000 subs at the age of 20 yeah. is pretty <laughs> pretty amazing but um Josh has got five questions for you, and I guess we can just start off with those. So, Josh, if you want to go ahead and just ask yes. some questions. So, number one, um, <laughs> grab a piece of paper first. Be a good idea. Um, <laughs> so, so, how do you feel the internet has impacted, like you or the music business? Um. So, I mean, it can. I guess there's like good sides and bad sides to it. Um. Just like everything really but 
it's it's obviously a great way for people to i guess diversal diversify the way they can um you know yeah. make money and and put out music and stuff like that especially like the whole record company thing like people can just make their own um albums and and put out their own records and stuff without having to like yeah um you know be with a record label which is obviously really good i think now it's like stuff like uh platforms like youtube is really dense at the moment especially with the music scene there's so many music content creators which is really great um but for people like you know like us who's starting out um and you know we have kind of fairly small channels and stuff like that um it's it's very hard for you know to get attention in 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 the industry but um i think it's great to be honest overall um i mean definitely if you look at it the side of like it's it it would have been a lot harder to get um attention and get noticed back then and now like i have people from the whole world looking at my content which is great yeah um which obviously would never have happened if these platforms didn't exist um yeah so you know that side of it is um great I, i'm enjoying putting out content um yeah so yeah and obviously like stuff like you guys do the podcasts and that and there's so many different things mm. you can do now um not just to earn money but to just as like hobbies and stuff is just really cool yeah. so i guess overall um it's impacted it in a good way i guess mm. yeah um i i was gonna say like because you were just talking about different ways of getting income Mm. um i feel like because youtube is there are millions of active channels and stuff yeah but if you can get your content out there like you have um with the millions of views you have on some videos um like if you can get found out then i guess you're i get you i'm assuming you're making original music already have you started producing on spotify or whatever like is that um, I do make so original music, but I haven't music. released anything on um, like streaming platforms okay. yet. So it's something that I still want to yeah. work on, but in the future yeah. I will be doing. That. Okay. Okay. So um, Josh, go go ahead for the next one. Okay. So, what's the best advice you've been given or heard? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I guess I guess from like any greats, you know. From- I mean, to be fair, like. Um, one of the best advice I've been given is probably from my mom, <laughs> to be honest. Um, yeah. She said, like, no matter what, you should just always go with, like, your instincts and what you find. Like, if you find something fun and you want to pursue that, then just go for it. Um, like, yeah. when she was younger, she um, she wanted to, like, pursue an acting career and, like, you know the teachers and stuff said to her like this it's not going to work out um you, yeah. you're not gonna you you're gonna be like a loser basically you're not gonna earn any money doing yeah. it. so she just ended up getting yeah. a normal job and um she basically said to me you know don't don't do that just pursue what you want to do um because at the end of the day like if you did something that you don't enjoy you, you might be making a lot of money but if you don't enjoy it then your standard of living is not going to be as good as yeah, maybe yeah. if yeah. 
you kind of you could make a living like just getting by but doing music you'd just be happy doing it so i guess that's yeah. probably one of the best advice i've been given and um yeah, yeah go on i was going to say like especially on social media you get a lot of hate and um yeah and yeah. people in general just saying like like are you going to get a normal job like are you, do you actually think you're yeah gonna, yeah i you know, i i find that very a little bit um it's like condescending even though way, I, d- I, I don't make money yeah yeah exactly like you can't say you can't you know say to someone when you, you know when do you plan on getting a real job because for you youtube is a real job like it's a serious thing mm. like you've obviously put years into guitar and the fact that you've been i guess found found out and dis- discovered as you would say um you like how how do i how do i say this i guess <laughs> i don't i don't know how to say it. like you i really like i'm getting it, mind blank but yeah the, obviously it doesn't work out for everyone does it really um yeah, but yeah, yeah. If you never even tried in the first place, then you'd never know. And like, yeah, exactly, I could guarantee yeah. 100% if I had a normal job or anyone else had a normal job and they, you know, they'd really regret regret it just not pursuing what they actually love. Um yeah. But yeah, it, it is kind of annoying when people say like, you know, you're actually going to get a real job because yeah. let's face it, like most most people at school now, are, you know, just go get a degree in a normal subject get a normal job yeah and a lot of people don't understand your like your goals really they think it's a bit of you know yeah. oh, i want to be in a band it sounds like a 10 year old <laughs> like something like a 10 year old yeah. would say um yeah <laughs> but you just got to kind of ignore that and you know just keep going forward so yeah um i feel like that you because you have i i'm assuming that you have a very supportive family because of how I saw a comment on one of your YouTube videos and um, it was parenting done right when you played like an amazing like blues um, improv and I just I feel I feel like that because didn't you have like a um, you, I no sorry you you had talent and your parents could obviously see that and I feel like that they invested a ton of time and I guess money into your hobby. Yeah, of because course, yeah. Did, when when did you get that PRS? Because I I love that guitar. <laughs> yeah, well, when did you get well, that? That was actually originally my dad's guitar. Um, I th- I thought that I thought you would have yeah. Because um, I originally had an Epiphone Les Paul, which was my first yeah. like proper electric guitar, and my dad bought yeah. that to, um, he bought it secondhand to, like practice guitar with me and to learn and he just ended up giving it up pretty much so it's pretty much my guitar now i guess he knew in the first wow. place that it was going to end up being mine but um yeah i mean i i i are you better than he is so the way like when he was playing guitar mm. are you better than him now do you feel oh yeah like he was like a proper beginner like i oh, had already okay, had yeah. like a year maybe a year or two um playing the guitar so I, I was pretty experienced with it i think he was just kind of picking it up to support me and learn with me kind of thing yeah um but yeah he doesn't play at all now <laughs> okay so. <laughs> um so yeah so i guess you have obviously that advice from your mum is i is very is very key on how on like um i guess pushing a child in what they want to do because she's obviously pushed you down a very good road of mm. um content creation but 
Yeah, because that's obviously content creation is a passion of yours. Um, I mean, originally what I wanted to do, and I still want to do now, is make a living from performance. I don't, I, yeah, like, yeah. I never wanted to have YouTube as a job. Like, obviously, I don't have it as a job now, but it's just um, another way, like, like I said earlier, another way of earning money from YouTube. Yeah, which, yeah. Um, I ha- I have a question, um, which I think I'm going to butt in, because although Josh has some questions left, I just yes. want to, because we're on the topic of it. Mm-hmm. Um, how How would you, like, how would a channel, I guess, of your size, would, you, would they be able to make much of a substantial income, if you know what I mean? So, I guess, have, but like, number one from ad revenue from YouTube... Um, as well as endorsements, um, because you see, like these kids, guitarists with like sixty thousand followers, and Chris Buck, for example. Yeah. Do you know Chris yeah, Buck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got like he's getting sent gear left, right, and center because he's got like yeah. what sixty one thousand followers, and I feel like you're you're pretty close to that. You're like tenth. You're in that like range of following, I guess. Um, so do you do you? Like, would you be able to, if you really pushed it, would you reckon you would be able to make a living from YouTube? Um, I think if I really pushed it and, I, you know, I was really, really passionate about it and um, I did like a Friday Fretworks kind of thing where I, I made stuff like every yeah, week. Yeah. I think, yeah. then, you know, definitely I could start building up to that. At the moment, like, I think the a lot of, uh, you know, the way people see it is I, I have... 40,000 subscribers, Chris Book has 60, like I'm only 20k off but mm. in reality like it, there's a lot more to it than that, like I might have started my channel like years and years before him and yeah. um, another mm. side of it is obviously how often you post so I have a couple of viral videos um, but I don't yeah. post all the time so I'm not getting like consistent views all the time like new viewers coming in Um, yeah 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 so i feel like it's a lot easier for him to you know for people like that to earn money um yeah i i didn't think of it like that because like obviously people would uh people to who would want to sponsor him or um endorse him would prefer i guess to endorse his type of people where they post consistently and get several thousand views per upload yeah when instead of someone with this around about the same following but like get around a thousand to two thousand vid like there are the odd video where you get like five ish thousand which is still a ton compared to hmm. you know what we get but um <laughs> like i guess i would understand it from an advertiser's point of view who they would obviously prefer to go to but i on i think if you because you have i think you are like one of the most talented guitars I've seen online before. Oh, thank you. So I feel like that if you if you honestly really pushed and wanted to make this a job, I feel like you could just because out of raw skill, like you didn't even if the content creation, even if like the video production, um, like video production quality wasn't that good, even it, like the editing and stuff, which it is because I've watched some of your videos, but even if you just try to make it like living off your raw skill yeah. i feel like you'd be able to do it just because number one of you know how good you can play and how the comments and the like to dislike ratio on your youtube videos people love it but yeah 
Thank you. I just feel Appreciate like if that. you wanted to, you could you could push it. Cheers. But yeah. Um, yeah, I get so what you mean. What? Obviously, sorry. Yeah. Uh, there's like so many different avenues as well in YouTube. There's not just because I just sit in front of the camera and just play a song. Yeah. Whereas um, people like Chris Book, like it's like a whole theme every video. Um, you know, yeah, people might yeah. teach. Um, people might, you know, talk to the camera and you know. That kind of thing. I literally just sh- sit in um, front of the camera and play play songs. So, um, yeah. I guess if I changed up my avenue or changed up the theme of my channel, maybe I I could earn a f- you know more views. Um, yeah. I don't know really, but yeah. Yeah. Um, that's 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 very interesting. I didn't. I, <laughs> I I never thought of it from that perspective with the advertiser thing. But um, Josh, go 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 and um, ask the next question. Okay. Next question. So. Uh, what first got you into music? Um, so where so I started uh, like thirteen years ago when I was like seven years old. Um, yeah, and it was actually my cousin that got me into music or playing guitar. She had like a big book of tabs, um, with stuff like Green Day, Blink One Eight Two, a few Beatles mm. things. She had an acoustic guitar, and um. She like I, I was a bit jealous because she could play the acoustic guitar and play all these songs. So I think I, to be honest, it's a bit of a blur. I don't really remember it that well, but I'm pretty sure I asked my mm. parents to get a guitar. Um, so I just got like a nylon string classical guitar. Uh, had a few lessons. Yeah. Um, they then bought me like a black and white Strat copy. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I mm. obviously must have kept practicing and kept going to lessons and stuff like that and then they you know they brought me like an epiphone les paul for my birthday and then i really started getting into guitarists like angus young and slash um joe satriani joe bonamassa that kind of thing and that really kind of it made me realize like like, i really want to do this for like the rest of my life um yeah um, yeah well i was i was gonna ask something but I forgot. Yeah, no. Was there like an initial event which made you think? Um, actually, no. First of all, um, are you self-taught or do you have constant like, um, consistent guitar lessons to this day? Um, no, I don't have consistent lessons. I've I've never really okay. had consistent lessons. Um, I I've been like in and out of them, but ninety percent of the yeah. stuff that I know or I've developed over the years is literally just self-taught. Um, how were you like? <laughs> how <laughs> like cause how do you have developed such good like technique for being self-taught like because i've met obviously self-taught players and they don't I mean, have I, I was self-taught until you started guitar lessons yeah and then and then me yeah and then you're yeah. you're like it was like this it was like a um mm. a, literally such a steep hill of um skill improvement because when you start lessons you just you just improve so quickly yeah so how how did you how did you like learn your stuff and your technique because i don't really see any bad habits with the way you play like you seem to play pretty flawlessly so how do you where do you learn that from um i think just a lot of listening um to guitarists i mean it, it sounds like stupid but i think people underestimate like how much listening to guitarists and being inspired by them can actually like impact you as a guitar player um, yeah. I had like a few lessons when I was really young, um, just starting out, and like they were just like boring to me. 
and I'd just, you know, yeah. I'd play just boring stuff and then I'd want to go back and just start learning some ACDC and stuff. But yeah. most of it was literally just, um, you know, sitting in front of the computer and just like learning songs by yeah. ear and, you know, listening and, and obviously performing them and putting them on YouTube and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. But it, it's kind of been like a gradual process. There's nothing really I, I've done to get to like the stage where I am. Um, and I've still yeah. got like loads to learn as well. But it's yeah, that, there's, there's, yeah. Like w- um, when you enjoy something so much, you don't really think of it as though you're like practicing. You just kind of, you yeah. sit in your room and you, you just keep playing like all day. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, there's not really like a, a direct answer to that, I guess. I just, yeah. yeah just kind of do my own you, thing. You, you, sound, you sound like you've got the um, exact type of uh, motivation that both me and Josh have, where you just, if you play something you love, it's not practice. You know, you just, yeah. you're learning, yeah. although you're learning yeah. very good um, technique, I guess, from watching. Because you, you clearly of, got some merit play because you love playing. So yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so obviously you've watched Eric Johnson stuff um watch him play and stuff but like you i guess because i see when i go to practice their pentatonic licks you know it's because obviously i've I've been playing for like a year and a half so the dexterity isn't very um isn't really there for me but i i'm getting i'm getting there but like i i see that as practicing because my forearm hurts you know yeah so it's not but obviously at the stage you're at where you do have the dexterity when you go to learn a new nick new nick new lick um you it's all like you have all the muscle memory and all the um i guess you know what to do already so it doesn't you don't see it as practice um obviously i started off like that learning songs like slow dancing because obviously that didn't require that was the first song you learned or something wasn't it i came over your house if you learned neon uh, yes, I have. I learned it recently. Um, that is a hard song. I attempted. It's, <laughs> it's, really, it's really hard. Yeah. You've got to have massive hands to play yeah. it. Like, the th- oh, like you've got to have like a solid like 12-inch thumb to yeah. play with those. And, and the fact rounds, that he sings he, while he does it as well is just know, like yeah. mind-boggling. Like, I don't understand how he does that. Yeah. John Mayer is like... Um, he's a god. He's something something special, yeah. Um, By the way, so I love I've your cardboard cutout of John Mayer. Josh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's very yeah. realistic. <laughs> it is. That. It's, it's, it's quite so, scary. Like it's so much bigger than you'd expect it to be. Like it came in the mail and he unfolded it and he was like hitting the roof. Is it life size? Yeah, uh, yeah, like, yeah. Wow. How tall is John around the house. He's like six foot two, right? Uh, something like that. Yeah. That's ma- it's it's even three, looks massive knows. on the camera. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Josh, go. You can go and ask the next question. Uh. Yeah. So this kind of ties into. Like the third question, really. So, uh, who was your biggest inspiration? Um, my biggest inspiration, oh, I think it comes down to to free, really. Um, definitely Angus yeah. Young, Slash, and Joe Bonamassa. Those are the yeah. three that I I could listen to all day, and yeah. like make me pick up a guitar. Especially Joe Bonamassa. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I get that. I watch one of his videos on Instagram, and it's just like you just want to play it. Uh, although I can't now, but you know you just want to practice that stuff. Yeah. Um, like I'm not because I'm pretty sure you basically see every single video that he's posted when he releases it because you know 
I just although I'm not although because I have a personal account and so does Josh we're not that much we're not that active and we don't look through the feed on Music Central because there's no need to because we have personal accounts for that but although we do deliberately go on to Joe Bonamassa's Instagram just to like it and watch it because yeah, it's yeah. obviously amazing I, I assume you do that as well yeah yeah of course I, I, the cool thing about Joe is that he's kind of like not the only one but the only one that is that big and is still doing the blues thing like yeah, to a point where he can lose alive <laughs> yeah exactly like he's selling out thousands of seats or you know at these venues and it's just crazy um yeah just like I, 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 yeah carry on go on um i feel like john mayer is literally i think he's literally a godsend um yeah, him mainly too, yeah. because he includes the blues um within his pop songs so normal i get how to call them normal people normal people who just don't li- don't play an instrument and just listen to john mayer pop songs they still get to hear the blues exactly you know yeah. so the blues is still yeah. is still alive and john mayer because john mayer has a massive following of like five million on instagram and several million on facebook and twitter and whatever but like he I guess he's just a godsend because he's keeping the blues alive <laughs> yeah, as well yeah. as Joe Bonamassa. Not so much Eric Johnson. He's more rock, not blues. Although he has made like a um, uh, dedication to Steve Ray Vaughan as he's just made a complete song for him. But I think it's called SRV. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they 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 are all just keeping the blues alive. Yeah. It's really good because there's going to be more people that do that like Toby Lee and whatever and Chris Buck... Is Chris Buck a blues player? Would you call him a blues player? Um, mm. <laughs> he's a bit of everything, really, isn't he? He's definitely like classic yeah. blues rock. I mean, there's John Mayer in there, you know. It's, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's tons of John Mayer. But, tons, like, yeah. I'm not sure. What would you call that genre where, you know, like that slow, chill, C-sharp minor jam where you're just like, it's nice and it's like R&B-ish? Yeah, like You know what I mean? Like, I guess a slow dancing backing track. Yeah, what would you call that? Like, what genre would you call that? Because I'm not sure if it's blues or soul or whatever. Yeah, you know? I mean, I guess a bit, I don't know really. Like soul, funk, R and B. It's a it's yeah. kind of a mixture of everything. Like some of them are fusion as well. Um, yeah, 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 mm. yeah. I guess. Um, okay, Josh, ask the very last question. Uh, the last you. question. So we've kind of already answered this, but um, what? <laughs> What do you plan on doing in the future with your music career, or what do you see for yourself in the future? Um, I mean, like the the short answer is like I don't know for sure what I'm going to end up doing because, you know, in the in the music industry, you, no one has yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. you know yeah yeah. But I, I mean, my ultimate goal is to just make like a decent living out of music. So, yeah, you know, I really want to build up my social media a lot. That's one of my goals recently. Um, yeah. I think with the whole YouTube thing as well, like um, possibly start posting like purposely every week, like kind of religiously so I can build up the following more and start earning a bit more money from that kind of thing. Um, Yeah. But definitely performance is a big one as well. Like I want to get out there, be a session player. Um, Yeah. yeah. Do you know Rhett Shull? Uh, Say that again. On YouTube. Do you know Rhett Shull? Yeah. The, yeah, yeah so. like, do you mean like, like that type of stuff? Like, where you just go and play in massive venues with bands? Yeah, like, I mean, 
at uni I get taught by a tutor um he's called Sandy Beals and he was the bass player for One Direction um <laughs> Although, yeah. like, we might we we might say, you know, I, I don't like One Direction music. It's just terrible. But yeah. I bet he got paid, like, so much to be, like, a session bass yeah. player. on, And he mm. toured with them for, like, five years. I mean, even stuff like that would be really cool. Um, Did he tour with them in their, in their, like, prime, where they're making, obviously, the most money? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Isn't... Because I'm not too sure how session playing works. Is it, like... Do you get, like, paid, like, a percentage of the cut um, of what they... I think you just kept... To be honest, I really don't know, but I think it might be you get paid like every gig. You get paid this amount every gig. Yeah. Um, I I literally have no idea. To be honest, because uh, I swear, um, I watched a video on uh, Rhett Shull and he was saying the cons of um, session playing is that you you win this amount of money every single time you play a gig. But the pros is that you can constantly earn that money and it's a consistent income. But obviously the cons is if they make a ton of money, you don't get much of that cut. Oh, really? So you get you know? paid like a set yeah. amount, even if they, you know, sell out all their... If they seats. make no money, yeah. then they still, you know, obviously they will because they'll get seats. But even if they make literally barely any money, then you still get like however meant, however much they promised you. Yeah. But yeah, um. So I know this was a long time ago, um, but how did you like? How were you feeling at the moment? Because you were, I think, how old were you when you got those viral videos? Were you like fifteen? I think. Um, I think around that. Yeah. Do you mean like back in black so, and thunderstruck? Yeah, like the yeah. Probably yeah, around exactly that. Yeah, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. So. How were you like reacting to that? Because obviously you could see the thousands going up, and you're like, you know, how? Okay, first of all, how many videos? Do you know roughly how many videos previous to that? Um, how many videos previous to that before you went a viral? Before you got the viral video, you know? So like, did you put in tons of work, and then when you got this viral video, you went, oh, I totally deserve this. You know, I've worked really hard on YouTube. Or did you just like upload a couple of videos and they happened to get in the algorithm and then you just got millions of views? Um, I'd to be honest, I'd say that I well, I always I've always just posted like for fun when I when I feel like it. So when I was posting videos back then, it was just like I learned a song, um, and then I was like, oh, I might as well put that on YouTube. So yeah. I, I I never thought when I posted like Back in Black and Thunderstruck when it started gaining like a lot of attention I didn't think like oh I'd really deserve this this is you know <laughs> I've made I've done yeah. so much work to get to this point yeah um yeah but the funny thing is like when you make a video and it does well like that you don't really like realize it and when people say to you like I can't believe your video has four and a half million views you kind of yeah. you, you're like oh yeah like I, I didn't even realize like it was yeah because like, you don't get like a notification or you cross a million views you yeah know? and it, obviously it was done <laughs> over time um it, you know the views climbed over time but um are they is it still growing like this that video yeah it still grows like, like i get i think those videos i still get thousands of views every month just just from those videos more than like more than i do if i post like a new video if that makes sense yeah um, do you I mean, the, do you, could you give us like a, this is a bit of a cheeky question, but could you give us like a 
an estimate of, I guess, how much you have, <laughs> how much you've made, I guess, from the videos. If you do, if you're comfortable talking about that. How much I've made overall? Um, over the viral videos, so the ones with like millions of views. Um, I don't know on just the viral videos. Um, but I mean, over the time that they've been on, they've been like the majority of my earnings from YouTube. And I've been able to pay for like equipment. I've I paid for my Fender Strat with it, which is like an oh, American nice, yeah. Pro Strat. Um, you know, I use it to buy strings and stuff like that. So I yeah. I mean, I don't earn nearly enough to call it a job. You know. Yeah. Like um, I don't earn like a, a like a normal salary, like as much yeah, that, yeah. as you'd earn in a job. But it you know it pays like for you know just equipment and stuff like that but i don't mm. post like all the time so um i think i'd earn a, i think co- like content creators would earn a lot more the more consistently they post um yeah yeah so yeah i i guess I mean, I guess you were freaking out when you got those um, millions of views. But how, like, can you kind of, like, explain to us how the entire, like, YouTube system works? Because I'm so... There's such, like, I guess, scepticism about how it works. Because I have absolutely no idea how any of the paying out and stuff works. Because I know that you have to pay, like you have to get like a hundred pounds or whatever is before you can withdraw but like or you get you know however much they send you or i don't know how i just don't know how it works like because people say like there's an estimated revenue like you can check on like the creator studio that you get like estimated revenue on how much money you've made but why don't people know how much they've fully made from it do you, um, know what do you I mean, mean like over the whole period that they've been that the video's been out. Yeah, because it says estimated revenue, but, like, when they've received that money from YouTube, so they would have, they would know, right? Yeah, like, you, you know how much, obviously, you earn every month. Um, the, I think there's, like, a £60 threshold that you need to pass. Um, so, like, if you... Oh, right, so, okay. if you earn, like, £57 in that, like, um, four-week period, you won't get paid that amount until the next time um the next month yeah. so you know if it then goes over that you'll then get paid whatever you made um oh, okay. yeah it, it all comes from the ads and um i think yeah. it goes into like the google ad revenue um uh google adsense i think the yeah um, that's it yeah is the system that works but yeah um so obviously we have posted you playing eric johnson stuff before with those quick pentatonics and you know in well obviously the just how you cascade across the fretboard but could you give our listeners some advice on how to go about practicing those pentatonics and just speed it up and basically just build up dexterity for to do that that type of stuff yeah um so a, a really big part of it so when i started trying to learn that technique um a really big part of it was learning all of the shapes of so let's say the yeah. minor pentatonic, like take it to the basic mm. level. If you if you know all of the shapes over the fretboard to the point where you don't have to think about where your fingers are going, you just kind of know, then that really yeah. helps with that because you don't have to think about that. It's like half of it done already. 
Um, yeah, yeah. And then the other side, so obviously you've got the alternate picking, which um, there's exercises to, you know, to practice the alternate picking. But that, um, if you can get comfortable with that, then that's pretty much like all of the work done for you anyway. Um, I'd yeah. say like just even just taking like licks that you already know, um, like four notes and just play them over and over again, but alternate pick them yeah, instead yeah. of like whatever you're, you know, legato or whatever. Um, yeah. Because obviously... I, I feel like legato is... I I just don't like using legato. I used to use legato to play slightly faster licks back like when I was been playing for like nine months or whatever, when I would just pluck the string once and then do hammer on and pull off. But it just doesn't sound as clean. Yeah. When you alternate pick everything, it just sounds amazing. Do you use econ... econ economic picking or economy picking that's it yeah so i, I try to use... not lift my like not move my wrist more than i need to i guess yeah um, but um the, the more you do it the more you're kind of like i wouldn't worry about economy picking i'd just practice the technique and over time like the muscle memory will allow you to just do it without um you know with as little movement possible basically but the, the the key yeah. point to the technique is like the clarity with the notes. Um, yeah. So yeah. a big thing that like I'd always tell people is to learn it on a clean channel and practice yeah, clean yeah. or even with like a, an acoustic guitar, because mm. then if you do that, that when you add the drive later, it's going to sound like 10 times better. But obviously when you yeah. learn on an overdriven channel, it kind of masks some of your um, faults sometimes. So yeah, that's a big, I'd say to always practice on a clean channel. So I guess that's the secret on how you get it so clean. <laughs> because when you, you like, because I, I kind of struggle cause in the way that I don't know how to hold my pick um, to do that type of stuff. Because there's obviously different ways that you hold your pick to do different type of stuff. Like for strumming, for example, you would kind of hold it like um, direct, like dead on you know do you know what i mean by like dead on like so you don't angle the pick at all it's just completely straight yeah. up and down to do the strumming but i guess to alternate pick you have to kind of angle it at like a 45 degree angle to uh, to alternate pick quite fast but like did you ever did you ever like think like about that i guess did you ever try and oh you know i can't do these because of the way i'm my picking hand is or did you just just ignore that and just completely just learn it anyway with the way you you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I pretty much like... ignored that and just did it the way that yeah. I was doing it anyway. Because I get, like, the tutors at uni always say, like, um, you should keep, like, your fingers in kind of like, um, not a fist, but you shouldn't have your fingers spread out when you're picking with your right hand or your left hand. Um, but, like, I've been doing that since I've been playing guitar. So, and yeah, I, yeah I can't do it the other way. So, um there's not really a right way to hold your pick or to hold your hand or the angle. Um, I just yeah. I wouldn't worry about that. I just focus on focus on um, the dexterity and learning the shapes, getting um, it comfortable to the point where you can just play them all over the fretboard and alternate pick. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, if you're holding it like a really so weird way, then you're gonna need to change like yeah. the way you do it. But <laughs> nine times out of ten, yeah. it's gonna be fine, really. Have you seen? You know, obviously, I guess you know Stevie T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hold he holds his picks so weird. Like he holds it like you. So you know how you hold your when you. I guess when you're doing fast pentatonics, I kind of hold it so the it's 
instead of it being flat, straight flat picking where the pick is the, you know, like not the sharp part of the pick, like the either side is hitting the string. When you do fast picking, I normally tilt it a bit. So the, um, I guess the sharp, the... So it doesn't get in the the way, so it's easier for you to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's faster. Stevie T like bends it. He does the 45 degree angle, but like the other way. So instead of pushing your thumb, I guess into your fingers he pushes it away so his his thumb is like arching and it just looks so weird (laughs) but i guess he's like the perfect example of the right hand picking um doesn't matter how you hold it because he can still play really fast yeah so exactly yeah there you go if you take guitarists like zach wilde they kind of like arch their whole wrist and um yeah slash does it as well i'm not sure but if yeah, yeah, he does it like the other way. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And it's yeah. just really weird, um, but obviously it's comfortable to them. So it works for them, so, you know. Yeah. Um, How do you... I guess, how do you... How did you learn your vibrato? Because <laughs> I'm so <laughs> mind-boggled on how you got so good at, like, doing that fast. Because obviously I've spoken to you before, before we actually um, went on to the podcast like the day before we were talking about vibrato and how like I do this Eric Clapton thing where you take everything off but the finger everything off the neck and you just pivot on the finger but you don't do that and I've absolutely no idea how you go about practicing your vibrato or just play just do your, doing your vibrato anyway like how did you get so like fast at doing your vibrato without doing like the Eric Clapton technique you know um I think it, like a lot of it is to do with the control um and then like the strength in your wrist which comes over time i didn't like do any specific like practice routines to get it down to a level where i was comfortable with it um yeah but just kind of incorporate it incorporate it into your playing like now and then and um like mm. that's what i did and i just kind of, over time it just got str- um got stronger and um you know got to a point where i just do it on everything I play now, where I just can't play a normal yeah. note without vibrating it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. There's not really a specific thing How... I did, to be honest. Yeah. Like, because where do you, like, where do you do vibrato from? Because there's people who do it from the wrist. They, like, shake their wrist like BB King. He just shakes his entire wrist. And then there's, like, um, Eric Clapton, where he just shakes his entire arm. Mm. Like, because he does that pivot thing, he shakes his entire arm. But then you just do it from the fingers. Do you just, pit? do you just, like, do vibrato just straight from the finger so i guess that's finger strength and not really wrist strength yeah i guess um i guess it is all things yeah it's hard because I, no one's ever asked me that before so i'm just trying to like recreate what i do um yeah 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 i can imagine you on the camera just yeah. like <laughs> yeah um, um but yeah i guess it's i do use my wrist as well even though you might not be able to see it um yeah it depends what style you play as well and also yeah 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 if you're bending a note then um there's a lot you know you're going to be using your fingers a lot for that because when you bend up to the note like you want to be vibrating around the focus note you don't want to be like wobbling it so much that no one can tell what note you're playing um yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean i yeah. do your method as well sometimes when i'm playing like john mayer stuff but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. just learning it straight from john mayer I yeah did, so but um how do you like I'm because I'm gonna go more on to um, I'm gonna go more onto social media now. 
How do you plan on growing your Instagram further and maybe catching up with your YouTube following? Because I guess all, most of that YouTube following came from the viral videos and people saw that and they subbed to you. So I guess you had like a massive growth in subscribers when you posted those videos and when they started getting millions of views. Yeah, probably, yeah. So, like, how do you plan on growing your Instagram to catch up with that? Because I'm sure it's easier to grow Instagram than YouTube, you know, because it's like the DM system and whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's I, uh, Yeah, I agree. I think it's a lot easier to grow an Instagram account. I think, like, um, just being active with it and, like, collaborating with people and yeah. um, posting constantly... And like diverse and diversifying the stuff that you post on there as well. Um, yeah. And I'm just gonna, I guess, keep making content to like the best quality that I can. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, uh, yeah, I guess I can only just keep doing what I'm doing at the moment, really, and hope that it grows. Do you have any like, yeah? Do you have any like plans on upgrading your content? Because obviously you would want to like get more guitars and more pedals and whatever. Um, you, you, before I ask this question, are you like a guy sucker for pedals, like Josh is, or are you just like straight into the amp? Um, for years, guy? like I was straight into the amp because I just didn't want to deal yeah. with anything, like except a wire pedal. I just didn't want to deal with any pedals. Like I didn't understand why people would buy them when all I needed was like reverb and drive. Um, yeah. But then, like when I went to uh, university, um, sorry, I think I think my mic cut out then. Can you hear me? No, no, I still hear you, yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. Um, so when I went to university, um, everyone has pedal boards. And, like, it's when you're, like, gigging and stuff, it's, like, a really, um, like, Im- I guess, important thing to have. So you can just get what sound you need to for the for the performance. Um, yeah. so, I, so then I just bought a pedal board. So I got um, a full-tone, full-drive like uh, yeah yeah I was gonna, <laughs> yeah um oh, what else do i have i have a mer- i think it's a marine reverb like a, it's a fender oh yeah yeah the uh, yeah. F- yeah uh marine layer or yeah marine like layer that. that's it yeah. yeah i don't even know what pedals i've got like um <laughs> and then i've got a qtron which um Never oh yeah that one they're really fun probably to use. popular and i'm just inexperienced mm. yeah and then <laughs> A yeah. full tone wire pedal. Um, Ooh, yeah. Oh, I didn't even know they made wire pedals, to be honest. But <laughs> and then, what else do I have? I think that's pretty much it. I have a fuzz pedal that my. What about dad your made. amp? My amp. Oh yeah, I know. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that on your Instagram. Mm. There is a fuzz pedal, wasn't it? Yeah, that your dad made. Yeah, yeah. which is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> what amp do you like go through? Um, I guess so. I've got so I've got a Blackstar HD five mini cab yeah um and then i have my marshall jvm Fortin h which is the oh, 100 yeah. watt head and mm. then the 2x12 speaker but um i've just recently got a kemper which is just like oh yeah i've seen that in your recent videos yeah, yeah. On instagram to me that's like blowing everything out of the water because like it's so I mean, easy to record with it and it sounds just like and it has it. everything yeah. as well exactly yeah and it, it, the, you know the amount of profiles on it is just like you know because I got like a factory pack with it, so I got like hundreds of different profiles with it, and um, yeah. I only use like a few. Like I mainly use the Fender profiles, but they sound like just mm. like an amp, and it feels like an amp as well when you play. 
and you don't have to yeah. go Does it through like all react, the hassle like... of like micing up amps and stuff. Yeah, yeah, which is I guess why I guess why start certain creators would like um I guess not stop creating but just not have motivation because it just takes so long to set up a mic. It's actually like unbelievable how long it takes to set everything up. Yeah. Because like just to do like one like clip, like minute clip, you know? I guess getting mm. the Kemper for you was would have been like absolutely amazing because you wouldn't have had to like mic up everything just to record one thing when did you actually get the Kemper um I think it was a couple of months ago now um so I guess that's when you start increasing Instagram production yeah because I used to use a line 6 pod HD 500 and I used to have um um like problems with it all the time and the sound was just it it just didn't like if you go from an amp to that like a an effects processor then you can like really tell um yeah you can really it just tell sounds very digital yeah and it just yeah. um could you like talk i not i don't want to like string this question now but could you like talk us through i guess how you would create your videos and like shortcuts that you would use to be more efficient with it you know uh yeah, like what type of video? Like a, um, um I think I'm gonna go with because obviously you have your like full covers. Yeah. Um, and then like, like how would you go about setting up like the angles and stuff for like I don't know, the. You know the the scholarship video, the audition that got me a scholarship. Yeah. Um, where you play Little Wing. Um. Like how did you set? How did you set that up? And because I heard you, I saw you had headphones on, but then like you were going through a black star like head and cab, and you it had a mic to the cabinet, which obviously means that you weren't like listening to the amp through your headphones. Like what were you? I guess I just how did you set that up? Um. So I, I so we'd set the mics up with the black star. Um. I'd hear myself that like the reason why I have the headphones on when I'm doing it is obviously so the backing track doesn't come through the speakers oh yeah yeah so you I can't think hear that, that yeah. so it's a like better quality recording so i, I set the yeah. two sm57 mics up um plug in and um we do a few like sound checks to make sure like we test the levels and stuff um i yeah. get the the tone that i want and if it's to a backing track then like that's like pretty simple i'll just record along to the backing track um yeah but stuff like with my acdc videos um i'd record record like different layers of guitars so obviously i'd, I'd have like malcolm and angus um yeah 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 and normally i'd use different guitars for that so um let's say i'm doing like i don't know an acdc song so obviously i use my sg yeah. sg um for the lead and then just change guitar to i guess i don't know my Les Paul or D'Angelico and then I'd pan them yeah. like right and left in the mixing process yeah yeah so that sound like it yeah. makes the sound like more full and authentic um but yeah that's pretty much it really I how, how long would that video I guess take for you to produce um well so it doesn't take me long really to actually learn the song it, say if it's like an ACDC like they're kind of easy anyway um yeah <laughs> but i mean not that they're easy but you know it's not yeah like no, no i know what you mean yeah. yeah um 
Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what my dad helps me a lot with the mixing stuff. He's he does it as a hobby. Um like he's done quite a lot of my YouTube videos and he's taught me a lot of mixing techniques and stuff. So he he yeah. mainly does that. And that could take like a few days maybe to um you know mix it all and master it, get it sounding like the real yeah. thing. Um so it could take not really more than a week. But sometimes it might take like two or three days. So Yeah. Yeah, and we get all the filming um, done in one day, so Oh yeah, that's that's good then. Um I was gonna I was gonna say something that wasn't actually on the question list, but I can't remember. Um uh, the, it was something to do with like um uh, I think it was something to something to do with like produce it so obviously use final cut pro then to produce your videos yeah and logic i assume to produce your yeah logic um audio yeah um do you ever use like the the packs within like logic or do you just use the kemper or before that would you like just plug straight into your interface and use um uh, some of like the like, factory the presets, profiles, and stuff like that. You know, yeah, like within the actual Logic um, program. Yeah, yeah, like like a um, yeah, like a Fender profile, I guess, like a Fender amp. Um, I've never used those through Logic. Um, I've always played through an amp, or I used to play through my Line Six. Um, but yeah, yeah. I ne- I never use them. I literally just go straight through my Kemper now. I just kind of I I don't find the um. I don't find like it sounds just like a real amp as it does obviously obviously re- like recording um separately with like a Kemper or micing up an amp. I've yeah, yeah, I've never really played with it to be honest, but um yeah. Um I guess do you have like an end type of not end goal but for your YouTube and stuff? Do you ever like what because me, I guess me and Josh would absolutely love to be sponsored or endorsed by a brand because we're a podcast and you know you do tons of ads in there and you can have like a full on like two minute advertisement um, in the podcast because there's so much time in the video. But do you ever feel like you, you just, would you prefer to be a successful session player or prefer to be endorsed by tons of brands, you know, and receive like gear to do, you know, videos on it? Um, I think a bit of both. Like I'd really like to have a big following on social media where people can send me stuff like that would be really cool to send me pedals and stuff to review but also like to be endorsed by a guitar company so if i'm like gigging and stuff they can like provide equipment or you know that kind of thing but like definitely like i have the same goal as you guys like i really want to be endorsed by a guitar company that would be really cool yeah yeah um I think that I think I think that like wraps it up for the that's all the questions yeah. I have. Um that was, was a pretty that's a pretty long interview. It's like 50 odd minutes I think. Yeah. Yeah. Something like I that. Had to um, cut the camera kind of turned off so I've turned it back uh, on what? again but you, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. That's, it'll be fine. Um Yeah, so I think that's about it. Um So yeah. Th- thank you everyone for watching. Um <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. Um, interview with Ash Freeman Um, as you said 20 year old guitarist on Instagram YouTube you know we'll link him in the description but um, 
yeah, I guess we'll I guess we'll see you for episode fifteen. Is it now? 15, yeah, yeah. Episode, yeah, this is episode fourteen. Um, so yeah, I'll thank you, Ash, for coming on. Yeah, cheers, uh, thanks, Josh, for coming on. Um, nice talking to you. But yeah, I guess we'll we'll see you guys in for episode fifteen. <laughs> Goodbye. I'll see you all. I'll see you all later. Say say bye, everyone. <laughs> bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>